0: Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.
1: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last.
2: Hello everyone and welcome into fantasy sports today here on sports grid TV. I am Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. No Craig Mish today as we get ready to head into our Thanksgiving break. Of course, we will still have live programming on the network tomorrow during the three Thanksgiving Day games and Craig and I will not be with you on Friday, though there will be some re-aired versions of this show to get you ready for, with all your fantasy football lineups on Sunday. So don't worry, we are not going to abandon you, George. We're here. We uh, It's a little bit of uh, Friday vibes on the show as we get ready to embark on our Thanksgiving vacations. How are, you, uh, how are you doing out there in Long Island?
3: Doing well, doing well. I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. Certainly looking forward to tomorrow. Maybe not so much the Detroit-Chicago game, but certainly looking forward to being out with family and eating some food all day long.
2: Yeah, uh, love love Thanksgiving. Would love it a little bit more if the Lions were ever fielding a competitive team. Uh, you know, the fact that the Lions are are such a doormat but locked into Thanksgiving has given us a lot of crappy football over the years. Uh, our Wednesday headline, the St. Louis Cardinals add Steven Matz in MLB free agency while the White Sox add Kendall Graveman. The Titans have given up on Adrian Peterson. They waived him after just three weeks. They watched Don DeForman. They watched Jeremy McNichols. They watched Dontrell hilliard and they said, all right, Adrian Peterson, thank you, uh, but we've had enough. Russell Westbrook has a triple-double last night against the New York Knicks. No LeBron James. Anthony Davis came into that game questionable with an illness. It's not enough. The Lakers continue their skid as they lose to the Knicks, and we had uh, a big... College basketball game last night that I did not watch one second of as uh, Gonzaga beat number two UCLA eighty three to sixty three. Big news though just broke right before we got on the show. George, apparently, our guy Ceedee Lamb has a chance to play on Thanksgiving. For the Dallas Cowboys, Uh, Michael Galkin reported that uh, he is hoping to be cleared to practice today and then we'll have one more step in the concussion protocol that he has to clear in order to be eligible to play on Thanksgiving, which would be uh, a huge relief for Cowboys fans and fantasy football gamers alike, I think.
3: Yeah, uh, at this point, he's expected to play. Uh, It's a five-step process in the NFL to uh, get over a concussion which theoretically can't happen from Sunday to Thursday unless you count Sunday, which is kind of weird. Generally, the next day you count things. But, hey, Cowboy fan, I'm not complaining. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is participating in practice. Everything's going well. The only way he would not play on Thanksgiving now is if after practice today he has symptoms, and he'd have to report those symptoms. So, like I said, it would be an upset now if he's not playing. I expect CeeDee Lamb to be on the field tomorrow for the Cowboys. You said big relief. Cowboys will get Tyron Smith back as well. That may be the bigger uh, addition to this team. They need him. uh, They'll let star left tackle back. He'll be back. Next Thursday, they'll get Cooper back. Gregory and Lawrence aren't that far behind. Dallas getting healthier. Hopefully, they'll get back to being dangerous.
2: Yeah, I mean, Tyron Smith might even be a better addition to the lineup. The Cowboys average 1.4 more yards per passing attempt and 1.3 more yards per carry. When Tyron Smith is in the lineup, you know, there obviously is a big drop-off when he's not in there. So I think that is, uh, I mean, these are just huge injury updates. And the Cowboys, by the way, uh, you know, the Washington football team won another game. The Philadelphia Eagles won another game. They they need to keep winning. There's no time here uh, to take the foot off the gas for the Dallas Cowboys coming off of uh, that just awful, awful loss to the Kansas City Chiefs where they don't even generate a passing touchdown. More Thanksgiving injury news. Not only is Alvin Kamara considered to be pretty questionable for the late uh, Thursday night game against the Buffalo Bills, but Mark Ingram also is questionable for this game. Um, You know, look, uh, all of us sitting there on Thanksgiving, we're uh, we're locked into the football games. We're paying attention to our DFS lineups, but there is going to be a lot of scrambling amongst fantasy football players and DFS players if Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara are both not able to play. I think Tony Jones Jr. will probably get in there, but a uh, real real mess with the New Orleans Saints at this point.
3: Yeah, you said it. Neither one is uh practice or considered to be practicing this week for whatever the Saints are doing before this game. Neither one. So that's a problem. And as you said, we may not find out about this till about about six thirty Eastern time on uh Thanksgiving night. And after the trip the fans got us all right we're on a uh turkey haze here. So you better be prepared to put some else in your lineup here if they're both out. Uh, I know I have Ingram in one league. I have Kamara in at least one league. So, yeah, I'm paying attention to this. I don't think Kamara's playing. I just don't. Ingram, I think he might have a better shot, but I'm not so sure about him either. So you'll need to make sure you have a backup on your roster to make sure someone's ready to go here. I I said they're both in my starting lineup right now. Kamara's not. I took him out already. I I don't think he's playing. Ingram is in my starting lineup, but I'll be setting a little alarm on my phone to make sure. I'm watching the Cowboy game anyway. I'll be paying attention. But uh, I'll be setting a little alarm to make sure I check to see if Ingram's in my lineup or not.
2: Yeah, and of course, you know, uh, if you are a subscriber to DailyRoto.com, we do have lineup alerts for all of these situations, and we are going to get deeper into the fantasy football waiver wire to help you guys set up your fantasy football teams this week and take a look at the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Uh, And, of course, I'm going to be joined by Brett Levy here in a moment to discuss some of the action in the nba last night we have a uh, a fantastic season right now going on in the nba you know it's uh, it's actually kind of like the nfl where there is not a clear-cut best team and all of the best teams have sort of a, a mortal flaw the nets have a flaw uh, the bucks are flawed the lakers of course are, are very flawed the jazz are flawed so a lot of interesting things happening in the sports world right now and we are going to make sure your fantasy teams are good to go for the thanksgiving weekend stay tuned to fantasy sports today see you back in a moment
4: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports today on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock. Joined in this segment by our producer Brett Levy. As we turn our attention to the NBA, I know uh, you know there's this sort of this weird thing where people uh, don't really pay attention to the NBA until uh, you know about Christmas Day when we have the five uh, NBA games. So we're about a quarter of the way through the season, and it's been a really interesting season. I mean, I I, I think that uh, any NBA season. That is divorced from our that era we lived in, where every year we just felt like the the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors were going to be in the NBA Finals. I mean, I, right now, uh, I I think uh, I would not be able to pick the the teams in the NBA Finals. There are just too many question marks in both the Eastern. And the Western Conference. And we had some great games last night. In fact, no, no real blowouts last night, other than the Trailblazers and Nuggets, are our, our fantasy standouts from last night. Triple double for Russell Westbrook in the loss. 31-13 and 10 with two steals. Luka Doncic came back from his ankle injury. 26 points, nine rebounds, nine assists, one steal, and two blocks. Reggie Jackson trying to uh, keep the Clippers from trading. For a point guard, 31 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, three steals. Paul George continues his strong play in uh, the loss to the Mavericks with um, a a solid stat line of 26, 9, 6, and 1. And then CJ McCollum in that blowout win. You know, Damian Lillard has really had trouble shooting the ball this year. Uh, Dame again, you know, only was able to get 13 shots off. McCollum shot. 19 times in this game and he went 32 three and three what stood out to you in these games last night brett
6: yeah so i think the the biggest thing that i'm going to take away from last night is uh these injuries for the nuggets are starting to pile up here at davis we've seen uh, obviously, Jamal Murray's been out since last year, but Dozier goes down last night. That's not great. Michael Porter Jr. out for the year, it looks like, so that's not great for the Nuggets. So, uh, look, I'm expecting to see a lot of Jeff Green minutes coming up here in the future, a lot of Austin Rivers minutes, and... um. They have an MVP candidate, so look, they're going to be in some games, but it's going to be tough here for the Denver Nuggets to um, overcome all these injuries, and then uh, I think the Lakers game was really interesting last night, Uh, Westbrook played pretty well, I thought Davis, Uh, didn't look too bad, Uh, Talon Horton Tucker, regressing to the mean though a little bit oh for 8 from the field davis so uh look you can only have talon horton Tucker look like superman for so long and then everyone comes back to uh average it, it's these are the best in the best of the world davis and it's uh very tough to be in that like upper tier percentage. And uh, look, he had an amazing few games there, Taylor Horton Tucker, but I think uh, he's probably more a league average player.
2: Yes. Uh, that, that definitely seems to be true. And that, you know, the Lakers rotation is just such a mess. They are playing so many old guys. Their bench is Carmelo, Anthony, Dwight Howard, and Wayne Ellington, all of those guys are, you know, thirty-two years, thirty-two years old or older, and that that includes a starting lineup that has DeAndre Jordan in his thirties, Russell Westbrook in his thirties, and I don't think Avery Bradley is in his thirties. Actually, he just turned, uh, he just turned thirty, uh, and it is about to turn thirty-one. So just a very old lineup, and uh, look, you're just going to struggle. That you're, you're going to struggle if you have older players in the NBA because these guys need rest. They just they can't uh, they can't be running up and down the court with these young guys every single night. We have a massive 13 uh, game slate tonight in the association. Lots of injuries and news and notes, but Brett has put together a sample lineup for us tonight on FanDuel. So why don't you walk me through our backcourt selections tonight, Brett?
6: Yeah, well, Davis, we'll start off with John Morant, because who doesn't want John Morant the way he's playing this year? I think, Davis, DeJounte Murray has finally gotten to a price point where I'm not comfortable paying for him. Uh, He's priced more than John Morant right now, and uh, I don't necessarily know if I believe DeJounte Murray is the better pro than John Morant. I think DeJounte Murray is a guy I like, he has the ball in his hands a lot, but Uh, I almost feel like I'm getting a discounted John Morant because of how Murray has played so far. Ricky Rubio, the Cleveland Cavaliers are very beat up right now. Plenty of minutes for Ricky Rubio, and he's played really well this year, Davis. So I felt like that was a good price point. My guy, Josh Giddy, I finally got you coming around on him. You finally see the light and how great he is. Uh, so, look, he's the cheaper of the starting guards in uh, Oklahoma City, and he plays a lot of minutes every night, gets his shots up, gets assists, can rebound from the guard position. RJ Hampton, with Cole Anthony out, has been playing a lot better Davis, so I'm just going to hop on that train before it
3: ends.
2: Yeah, and a nice little upgrade for Josh Giddey. Shea Gilgis Alexander is fighting through an ankle injury right now, so he is not—he uh, is not going to be playing. Which means that Josh Giddey is basically the primary ball handler with the starting unit for Oklahoma City, which is, you know, obviously a nice little boon to his value. Uh, in in their last game against Atlanta, with no Shea Gilgis Alexander, he played 32 minutes. Uh, got 13 shot attempts up, shot five three-pointers, and uh, you know, had eight assists, had seven rebounds, 15 points, so just pretty much filled the stat sheet all around. So I, I love that one. And uh, I, I'm with you on John Morant as well. This looks like a pretty appealing price tag. And then the same for Ricky Rubio and a little bit of a revenge spot here for, uh, for him against Phoenix, who he played for for a short time. And then also uh, Darius Garland is questionable for this game with an ankle injury. If he doesn't play, I mean we should see thirty-eight minutes or so for for Ricky Rubio tonight. They don't really have another point guard to sub in for him. So like all of those selections, now let's run through the front court on FanDuel tonight.
6: Yeah, so Chris Middleton. Uh, Coming back from injury, he's played okay, uh, and I think that contributes to the price point here a little bit. So I just felt like he's a guy, Davis, night in and night out in this league that's going to outperform that $73,000 price there. So, you know, you roll the dice with it. I understand he's not playing his best basketball of the season, but that's why he's priced down a little bit. Scotty Barnes continues to be the best uh, Toronto Raptor for the season. Uh, Really impressive. Probably the favorite for Rookie of the Year right now at this point. I haven't looked, but I would be surprised if it wasn't him. Christian Wood, again, number one, number two scoring option for the Houston Rockets, depending on the night. Uh, So I like him. Jaron Jackson Jr. coming off a huge game uh, in his last game where he hit the game winner. And I get to pair him with John Morant. So just banking on the Grizzlies tonight. And Daniel Gafford is an under $5,000 player. Um, but he's played really well over his last four games. Well, I guess there was one stinker in there. So three of his last four games, he's played really well, Davis. And um, look, kind of like the RJ Hampton thing. Uh, I'm just going to try and hop on the train before it cools off.
2: Yeah, I I am uh, I'm on board with all of these. I mean, Wood feels like a guy who is going to be just a great buy low in DFS over the next couple weeks because we have seen he's got this unreal upside. And I mean, to be honest, he is just shooting like crap right now from the floor. Uh, you know, he has not made multiple three pointers in a game since the beginning of November, and uh, I I just think his his price has gotten. Far too low on uh, on Fanduel and on DraftKings, and and you know there's kind of that stink of the Houston Rockets sitting on him, and so when we when you know when we want to play him, uh, we want to be playing him against bad teams. That uh, that is a huge advantage. You know, just anytime the score is going to be reasonable, anytime the other team is not going to be uh, out hustling the Houston Rockets. I also think that uh, eventually we are going to get to a point with the Rockets where they stop playing their veteran players and they just go all in on the young guys. And, uh, look, that could happen on any given night, so we definitely like Christian Wood tonight. And um, That's going to wrap up our NBA discussion on the show. When we return from our break, I'll be rejoined by George Kurtz, and we are going to take a look at the fantasy football waiver wire for Week 12, uh, so definitely make sure to stay tuned for that. And George and I will see you back here on the program in just a few moments. Hello, everyone, and welcome back in from break here on Fantasy Sports Today on TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. Just went over some NBA DFS fantasy standouts from last night and took a look ahead at FanDuel NBA DFS for tonight with our producer, Brett Levy. If you missed that, you can go back and watch it on demand at any time now every week on wednesday uh george and i take a look at the waiver wire for fantasy football running through the quarterbacks running backs wide receivers and tight ends we have the kansas city chiefs on by This week, so you'll definitely be missing some fantasy starters there. And we also have the Arizona Cardinals on by, so you're definitely going to be missing some fantasy starters there. I mean, look, if you've been missing Kyler Murray, you've uh, you've been making do with that position the best you can. But I think we have uh, some interesting options this week, so we're going to take a look at the quarterbacks and the tight ends here. George starting out at the quarterbacks. We have Taylor Heineke with this great matchup. Against Seattle and and to be fair to him as well, he also has done well in some more difficult matchups against the Panthers and the Buccaneers the last two weeks. The Houston Texans get the easiest matchup in football, uh, other than in their own scrimmages, right? Playing against their own defenses, Terod Taylor gets to play against the New York Jets this week. Mac Jones gets that Tennessee defense that looked uh, paper thin for the first two months of the season, and Trevor Lawrence has been god awful and the jaguars offense has been even worse than that but the uh the immovable force meets the very stoppable object of the atlanta falcons defense so i think we have uh some interesting options at quarterback this week if you are trying to replace mahomes or kyler
3: yeah and now once again, if you uh if you're trying to place kyler i would i would assume you already have somebody but maybe you've been streaming each week right could very well be Heineke. Yeah, He's a workman-like quarterback. That's why I look at him. He's not someone who looks fluid, looks great here. They should get back Logan Thomas this week as well. At least we think they will. We'll see. So that's something to watch. Another weapon for him there. Seattle secondary, you know, first seven, eight games, not very good. Last couple of games they played better. So we'll see what's happening there. Maybe so that uh the offense realized, just don't make mistakes. They can't score points, so we're not going to do anything wild here. But Heineke, I'm interested in. It is a Monday night game in Washington against Seattle. So, yeah, I'm interested in Heineke. I don't love it, but I don't hate it either. And I think I would probably like him the best out of these four guys. Tyrod Taylor sort of the wild card here, right? I don't love Tyrod Taylor at all, but he's playing with Jets. Yeah, I, you know, coming into the season, I kind of thought the Jets would be a mess on offense, but the demons would be solid. Uh, by solid I mean low end of solid, just livable, passable. They didn't have a lot of talent there, and boy, Robert Saleh for a defensive head coach, that defense is just ah pathetic, bad. You know, well, I mean, Rex Ryan goes after him last week, and uh, Rex was rough for what he did. I, I don't know why he was so mad that that somebody was comparing him to uh, Saleh. It wasn't Saleh comparing himself to you? Why do you care? Why are you going after the man for? But it was weird. Uh, but the team has been bad here. So I'm interested in Taylor. I am. I think what Lawrence, it comes down to is there anybody left to throw to, Davis? They're all gone. Everyone's gone. I mean, there's just no one there anymore. And at the combination schemes that they're running there, the routes is just weird. These are college routes. They're not going to work in the NFL. Uh, so, you know, there's nothing really to like here about Lawrence. So if you're looking to hit a home run because he's uh, facing Atlanta, I can see it. I think uh, Lawrence may have the most talent out of all these guys we're talking about, but it's talent not realized yet. Might it happen someday? Sure, it might. I ain't right? banking on it. No, I'm. I'm with you. I'm with you for sure. I and
2: I. That, I want to throw one more guy out to you here. Trevor Simeon has been bad, right? Been real bad the last three weeks. Do we get the surprise Taysom Hill start? Thanksgiving night, you know they don't tell anyone, and we just show up. And Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints against the Buffalo Bills on on Thanksgiving night. What what uh, what probability do you assign to that?
3: Very little because of the short week. I mean, first of all, it, why are we paying Taysom Hill if you're not starting him? All right, it's Trevor Simeon. He's terrible. This makes no sense to me. None, nil, nada about what we're doing here. If you're a Saints. You keep paying this guy all this money, and I know he's not going to make all the money they say he's going to make. They always tell you the high end, but he'll never reach that. I get that. But still, you're paying him a decent coin here, and you're barely using him. I-, I was like shocked. I understand the first week when of Hill came back. Okay, maybe he's not ready to be a quarterback. Then the second week, I'm like, okay, right, he'll start. No, he's not starting. And he's still not starting. Why? I just don't get it. What are you waiting for here? You say he's a quarterback. You say he was in competition with Winston all off season, right? That's all we heard, all off season. Hill, Winston, they'll be in a training camp battle. Hill lost this battle. Well, he lost the battle to Winston. Now he's lost the battle uh, to Simeon. Then you're not a quarterback. Stop calling yourself a quarterback. If you can't beat these guys. I mean, come on. This is a joke. Absolute joke for me. So I'll say no. Not even, well, Short week, they're not going to do it. He has no weapons anyway. Hell, they might have to play about running back. All right, so uh, maybe against the Cowboys next Thursday night I could possibly see. But uh, every time I think I'm going to see it, Peyton says no. Which is maybe even Peyton is starting to realize now, Nah, he's not an NFL quarterback. He's best used as a gadget guy. Swiss Army knife all over the place. And that running back uh, comment I made, I don't think it's that far off, by the way. They may have to use him back there. Morals often the not, Dove. Kamara and Ingram both can't play.
2: Yeah, there you go. It is it is very possible. So the tight end position is also missing. I mean, some clear fantasy starters, right? Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz. those are two of the top six tight ends in fantasy points scoring. Also, Adam Troutman, who we talked about on the show last week, caught a touchdown, had his best game of the year, and then sprained his MCL for the New Orleans Saints. So he will be missing as well. And uh, I am having to replace Zach Ertz on a lot of my fantasy teams. And let me tell you, It is rough out there. So Juwan Johnson is, I think, going to be the injury replacement for Adam Traubman. You know, Nick Vanette and Garrett Griffin, these guys are not receiving tight ends. They are strict blocking tight ends, kind of like in Baltimore. You know, if Mark Andrews was going to get hurt, we would not see Nick Boyle Catching five passes a game. He would keep blocking. They'd sub in someone else. Uh, Donald Parham has been playing uh, about the same amount of snaps for the Los Angeles Chargers. But he just saw his greatest amount of targets in one game happen against Pittsburgh this last week. I, I continue to think he is the best tight end on that roster and should see his role expand for the Los Angeles Chargers eventually. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I do think it will happen eventually. Uh, we talked about Josiah Deguerra as a potential touchdown deodorant guy uh, this time last week, George, and what do you know? He catches a 20-yard touchdown against the Minnesota Vikings, uh, upped his snap percentage from 34% to 46% of the snaps for the Green Bay Packers. I think he looks like a pretty good add uh the cleveland browns they just have no wide receivers left right donovan peoples jones were not able to play last week uh odell beckham is gone now a member of the rams jarvis landry got injured Uh, i think he's fine but did get injured in their most recent game so austin hooper seven targets four receptions 53 yards last week jimmy graham Only played about 15 snaps, but was targeted three times on those snaps. I do think they'll probably give him at least one red zone target here against the Lions. And then for the truly desperate uh, CJ Uzuma, he plays about 75% of the snaps for the Bengals. All I can tell you is that he is going to be out there a lot, and and so you'll at least have some hope that he is on the field. But uh, tight end looking pretty rough if you need to replace Kelsey or Ertz this week.
3: This is not rough. This is awful. This is, and I'm in. Uh, I'm in this category. I do have Kelsey in the league or two, and it's these guys and maybe four or five more names I can throw at you here. And there's nobody big here. My advice: put them all in a hat, pick one out, and just go. You know, hope, pray, hope. Whatever God you pray to, fantasy God, real God, whatever. Pray, because we're all gonna need help this week. Uh, I don't like any of these guys. I kind of like your bra. I would go with the Hooper here because of what you said. There's no one else to throw to there. The problem is I'm not sure Mayfield makes it through this game. I don't know how you felt, Davis, but watching that game, I think the Browns are doing a disservice to Mayfield by playing him. All right? I, think, you know, I don't think he's being on the field right. He needs to get healthy. Uh, he looks all banged up and all kinds of awful uh, out there. And like I said, I don't think it's all his fault, the fact that he's he's hurt. He's actually injured. He's not, uh, he's not hurt. He's injured. And he probably shouldn't be out there. Uh, so it's tough to rely on him. But I'll take the shot with Hooper here. You mean, uh, if if Cincinnati had a better matchup, I would probably take a shot with Uzma thinking I'd get a you know, high-scoring game and i get lucky. But you said it. This is touchdown deodorant time. Go with the guy you think is going to get in the end zone. And I don't think anybody can really give you any kind of great inside analysis. This is all educational guesses here. I said, I'm going to go with Hooper because I think of the most targets. Uh, you mentioned it. People Jones, I don't know if he's going to play. Beckham's already gone. And uh, Landry, has been banged up all year long. It's just the next the next injury for Landry. It's just the way it is there. That Cleveland – I mean, the wife of Mayfield came out this week and said what she said, and she should never have said that. A family member, by the way, should never say anything about a team. Never. It never works out well. Just make your uh, – generally, your husband look bad. This makes him look bad when he's on the field because now he's got to answer those questions. Why does your wife think you're the only person playing hurt? You know, I got this. Da, 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 da. It just looks terrible. Just looks terrible. So, uh, Cleveland's a mess. But still, Hooper's my guy out of the guys we, uh, we went through there. Uh, I had Troutman in a league, too. Finally looks good. And now he's out. You know, a month plus, great aces. Thank you.
2: Yeah, not great. Uh, uh my my pick would probably be Jawan Johnson, but I got to be honest. At least part of the reason why I want to pick up Jawan Johnson is just to have something to watch in in that Thanksgiving game <laughs> on uh, on on Thursday night. I mean, look, I'm going to be watching anyways, but it's nice to have a little bit of extra rooting interest. And you are right about this Baker Mayfield situation. It just seems bizarre. Uh, I mean the the only game that Case Keenum started for the Cleveland Browns this year, they won, right? They they won that Thursday night game uh, without without Nick Chubb and without Kareem Hunt against the Denver Broncos, and and Case Keenum started that game. I look look, they they didn't think they could beat the Detroit Lions with Case Keenum, uh, and, and I guess maybe you would say an injured. Uh, an injured version of Baker Mayfield might be a little bit better than a fully healthy case Keenum when it comes to the Ravens, because the Ravens are, that's a very difficult game for the Cleveland Browns to win. And, and then he will get to rest in the bye week but I don't know. It just seems very bizarre. Uh, so everyone that is the quarterback and the tight end position. When George and I return, we're going to take a look at the skill positions, running back and wide receiver on the fantasy football waiver wire. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss that. See you back in just a few moments. Great. great. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid TV. Before we get into the waiver wire for the running back and the wide receiver positions, I need to remind everyone as you head home for the Thanksgiving holiday, make sure to follow at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV. We will keep you up to date on all of the fantasy football, fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball news that you need while you're sitting at, uh, at Thanksgiving dinner. You'll definitely be able to find out uh, if Mark Ingram is or is not playing and all of our crew's analysis of those Thanksgiving Day games and you know that big college football slate on Friday as well. So everything that you need for fantasy sports and for wagering, you can get following at sportsgrid and at TV, Georgia, another week on the waiver wire and some more surprising performances and some injuries to fill in here at running back. Last week, we talked about uh, Donta Foreman. This week for the Tennessee Titans, we are talking about Dontrell Hilliard, who got 15 touches, including 10 targets, basically filled in for that Jeremy McNichols role in the Titans backfield. Now, McNichols might be back this week, but the team did decide to waive Adrian Peterson, so McNichols, Hilliard, uh, maybe Phillip Lindsay in free agency. Maybe they do give Dante Foreman more touches this week against New England. Lots of interesting options there. DJ Dallas for the Seattle Seahawks. Last week, Travis Homer played 50% of the snaps. This week, Travis Homer played 10% of the snaps, and it was DJ Dallas who played all of the passing downs instead of Alex Collins he also scored a short rushing touchdown. Scotty Phillips, uh so so basically the Houston Texans backfield has room to grow here because they waived Philip Lindsay. So Scotty Phillips, Rex Burkhead, David Johnson, uh Royce Freeman is on the roster as well. Take your pick. Uh who could ever say what they are doing. Philip Lindsay waived by the Texans. We are anticipating there is a chance he signs in Tennessee. He's still only 25 years old. Jamichael Hasty did not play last week for the 49ers, and the reason why he made this list is I just don't think that Kyle Shanahan is ever going to give Trey Sermon meaningful touches. I think Hasty can be back this week, and I think he will split touches in the backfield with Jeff Wilson Jr. if Eli Mitchell can't play. And then an injury in the New York Jets backfield as well. Michael Carter going to be out multiple weeks with a high ankle sprain, so we have Ty Johnson and Tevin Coleman there. In the Jets' backfield, where are we looking at this week on the running back spectrum on the waiver wire?
3: Yeah, I think I've all the guys we mentioned here. I kind of like the uh, I kind of like the bread. All right, the, uh, the top guy and the bottom guy, Hilliard and Ty Johnson. He'll be the guys I might take a shot of. My problem is I don't know if I'm gonna take Hilliard this week. All right, hey, uh, I mean think about it. Bill Belichick he likes to take away the other team's number one option. Who is that this week on Tennessee? Is AJ Brown going to play? I'm not, I don't think he's worried about any other running backs there. Right, if AJ Brown doesn't play, there's no one to take away. There's no one on this team. All right, there's just no one left. Julio Jones is gone. AJ Brown would be out. Derrick Henry's out. Uh, you mentioned they got, got rid of Adrian Peterson. that you were worried about him anyway. We kept saying for weeks now that all A.J. all AJ Peterson could do was get what was blocked, which means anybody can do that. He can't get you nothing extra there. Not a shock that they released him. Hilliard, I think, be the guy out of the backfield PPR worth some uh, worth a look here. So that's why I kind of, I'm kind of interested in Hilliard. But Ty Johnson, I guess a more traditional back, at least really not that either. But Ty Johnson, Houston, once again, Houston, bad team. Uh, Zach Wilson's coming out. I think there'll be a, some decent running. Once again, passes out of the backfield. So I'm interested in Ty Johnson here. I certainly am interested in Ty Johnson over Tevin Coleman. Uh, if you have people choosing a team two, I'd rather have Johnson than Coleman here. Anybody else? We could run a, a story on what happened with Trey Sermon. Why isn't he used? I mean, what what happened here? And this happened in really a late in training camp, whatever it was. I mean, uh, did he say something? Did he do something that really ticked off that shouting, I can't let go? Because it's just strange that they're not using him in any way, shape, or form. I'd love to know the true story of what's happening here with Sermon. He has talent. It's that they, are, they refuse to use him for whatever reason. They're not using him here. I'm curious to see where Philip Lindsay lands. I am. Well, I think we assume it's Tennessee because all the. Uh, all the injuries they're having, all the issues they're having there. So I'm curious to see where he lands. He'll get on another team. It's just a matter of time. I don't any doubt about that. Uh, I'm not going with the Phillips uh, route here. And Seattle, that's a broken team. That's a broken team. Davis, I think it uh, you know, was saw with the Giants yesterday, right? They fired Garrett. I think it's the first of a number of uh, people who are going bye-bye. I think Seattle's doing the same thing, by the way. Uh, I think Pete Carroll might be gone at the end of the year. I think I think his voice in the locker room has gone cold. It's just gone cold, which happens that any any coach just goes cold. I think Russell Wilson might get his wish and get out of there. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson both could be on the market this year. And I wonder if the GM's toast as well. I mean, that Jamal Adams trade is looking worse and worse by the day. Adams is still a pretty good run player. He'll make some big plays every now and then, but he couldn't cover my mother. All right. He just he's not a good cover safety at all. And so there's issues there. And that's a lot of number one picks you gave up there. This Seattle may be a bad team for a little bit.
2: Yeah, you know, I I think they probably are. I I was talking about this uh, uh on Monday with Craig, but you know, I I do sort of feel like actually probably Russell Wilson is going to be the one to go, and Pete Carroll is going to get to stay, and they're going to get to try to remake the team And in Pete Carroll's image. You know, just running the ball and and trying to play good defense. Which you know, it's hard to play really good defense when you don't have any good players, and you're you're spending all this money on Jamal Adams, who's like more of a linebacker, really. Than a safety, he he just he cannot cover anyone. So, yeah, it's not a great week to spend a ton of money on uh, the the waiver wire list here at uh, at running back. I I would probably throw it at Ty Johnson if I could. Uh, also, Tony Jones Jr. I you know he, he didn't make the list because we didn't know that Ingram was questionable until this morning. But uh, Tony Jones Jr. definitely worth throwing a couple bucks at as well if he is going to start for the saints moving to the wide receivers. Now we have Jamison Crowder sitting there in the slot. He gets that easy matchup against the Houston Texans does look like Zach Wilson is going to be quarterback for the New York jets this week because Joe Flacco and Mike white are on the COVID list. Uh, You don't want to, you don't want to put anything past them though. Maybe, maybe Josh Johnson ends up starting for them as well off the practice squad. Marquez Valdez-Scantling leads the Packers in targets last week. Alan Lazard is questionable with a shoulder injury. Definitely think that the Packers are going to need to throw the ball this week against the Rams. James Washington should be locked into a starting role this week for Pittsburgh with uh, Ray-Ray McLeod placed on the COVID reserve list. And Eric Ebron out with a knee injury, so they're not going to be able to run as much too tight end stuff. Cedric Wilson, I I thought, was going to be the crown jewel this week. But, of course, he is going to take a big step back in production and projection. If CeeDee Lamb ends up playing, same thing is true for Noah Brown. Noah Brown, uh, not really worth a pickup right now. And then Nick Westbrook-Akeen, we just can't seem to quit this guy. Marcus Johnson, back uh, on the IR with a hamstring injury. Julio Jones going to be out for two more games on the designated for return IR. A.J. Brown says he's going to play, but this is now the third time this season that he's been banged up and missing with injury. So Nick Westbrook and, and Josh Reynolds, who, by the way, uh, in, in the same situation earlier in the year, led the team in targets. They cut him. He's a member of the Detroit Lions now. So uh, Nick Westbrook, Akeen, and Des Fritzpatrick patrick are really the last guys standing in the wide receiver room for the Tennessee Titans.
3: Yeah, at least, listen, we can work with this list. I can work with this. All right? There are guys here I, I can uh, make arguments for. Uh, I like Crowder. You said it. Slot guy. I, I'm not looking for big yards today, but the catches will come there. and will will have enough yards to make it worthwhile. If you get in the end zone, I think you're looking at 15 points. If you can get in the end zone. If not, somewhere around 8 to 10 points is what I'm looking for here. At this point, I'll take that. I'll take that run. The Jets, by the way. I mean, think about it. For some reason, you traded a draft pick. For Joe Flacco. I don't know why. I criticized at the point that was idiotic for a a Jets team that's playing for next year in the future to be trading draft picks away for an 88-year-old quarterback. Then you start the guy out of nowhere for some, once again, idiotic reason. Why are you starting Joe Flacco? Makes no sense. Start Mike White if Zach Wilson can go, uh, can't go. At least maybe you can build up some value from him in the offseason. But no, let's go with uh, you know, Joe. I'm, I'm a statue flacco. Then we find out he's unvaccinated. So you're trading for an unvaccinated guy who's now sick and the rest of your quarterbacks or half your quarterbacks. Jets. You're, the Jets are just going to jet. Good for you, Jets. Just fantastic. All right, Valdez Scantling. Every time I start to think, okay, all right, MVS. It's just such a disappointment. I'm thinking, once again, he had the big play last week. And you'll need the big play. You always need the big play. him. the volume is not going to be there. You need the big play. But we expect Jalen Ramsey pretty much that wherever Devontae Adams goes, you know, if Devontae Adams goes to the bathroom, he's holding the door open for him. Wherever he goes, he's going to be there. There's a lot of one-on-one for MVS. To, there'll be shots. I mean, Rodgers will take shots to MVS again. to need to connect on one. I want to believe here, but I've been burned so many times before. James Watson, you said it here. so many injuries there. I thought Washington was going to be a thing, you know, uh, went with all the injuries there earlier. You know, the one touchdown he had, what, two, three games ago? Really haven't heard much from him. But, yeah, I want to believe in him too against the Cincinnati defense that we thought was going to be suspect coming into the season, played better than we thought, then started to slide down again. Now he's picking it up. I think this game uh, could be a, an interesting one for Washington. Once again, I need that touchdown uh, deodorant there. Cedric Wilson, I still think, is the guy you want here, even if Lamb plays. He's still going to be in the slot guy. Gallup will be on the outside. There's no Cooper. He has no shot play in this game. So I still think Wilson is the guy. You're playing uh, in Dallas. You know, it'll it's a more friendly. There'll be no win. I know that was a big thing on the Kansas City game. There maybe it's the win that Mahomes and, uh, and Dak could throw the ball. It's just because Dak tends ch- to choke in big games. Whatever. Uh, but it's in Dallas here. I think there'll be more points uh, scored up on the board. Vegas is better on outside receivers than they are on inside. Wilson's going to be your slot guy. All right, so that's why I like Cedric Wilson here. Noah Brown, I have no interest in you said it already. Once Lamb came back, Noah was done. Uh, once we, I said, once we think Lamb is going to be back, Noah is done here. And I'm not taking anybody on Tennessee. I'm just not. And I think AJ Brown will start, by the way. But we can all place a bet on what quarter he comes out of the game. I'd go on the second quarter.
2: Yeah, uh, I I, th- I think you're probably right. I mean, these guys, they just they just keep getting banged up. All right, I gotta. I have a, a strategy question for you. In a lot of my fantasy football leagues, I have Harrison Butker as my kicker for this precise reason. I knew his bye week wasn't until week 12. I knew the Chiefs were gonna score a lot of points. Harrison Butker, do you drop him this week to pick up a kicker over his bye? And just what's your philosophy in general? It doesn't have to be Butker, could be, you know, uh uh Justin Tucker or whoever, you know, another great kicker. Do you hold on to the great kicker through his bye week, or are the roster spots too valuable? And you drop the elite kicker pick up the crappy kicker and try to get him the next week what do you what do you do with kickers in these leagues
3: oh that probably depends on so many other things hey do you have a dead spot on your roster I oh, you got some schleb well he's not you know you never you haven't played this week too okay oh, yeah, you can just drop him then and get a kicker and keep Butker. you know what's your record you know hey if you're a 10 and zero, ten 10 and one fine take the zero what does it matter you know you're gonna finish where you're gonna finish anyway, so it uh, doesn't really matter. But if you're five and five, five and six, you need the points, you need the win, and there's no one on your roster you can drop. Got no choice. Uh, he has to go. I need a kicker. I got to make sure I get even at six, seven points that might determine my playoff av- uh, availability here, of the ability to get in. So therefore, I'm dropping the kicker. I think rule of thumb for me is generally, I'll drop the kicker. When in doubt, i am dropping the kicker and taking my points. But if like I said if, if my record's great, I'm playing a terrible team that I'm favored that I know I'm gonna win by 60 points, then what do I care if I lose seven, eight points? No, no big deal here. So a lot of other factors, but rule of thumb for me is kickers can go. It's a good,
2: it's a good rule of thumb. I don't think I have it in me to drop Harrison Butker. I think I'm gonna be dropping uh some DJ Dallas's, I'm gonna be dropping uh, you know, I you know, McCall Hardman, some some Traquan Smith. Yeah. Uh, some, some Marquez Calloway's. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be dropping. Uh I I actually did just drop my boy LaVisca Chenult this uh this morning in a league so that I could keep Harrison Buck or maybe that one will come back to bite me. But everyone we are gonna head into break here real quick on fantasy sports today on sports grid TV and uh stay tuned for our two as we help you get your fantasy football teams in shape for Week 12 see you guys back in a few moments. Hello, everyone, and welcome back from break here on Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid TV. We just went through all of the major positions for the waiver wire this week in fantasy football. If you missed that, you can go back and watch it on demand. One guy who might uh, be missing some time here with an injury and we'll have to replace him on the waiver wire is Aaron Rodgers, because apparently, George, I thought this was a joke. I, I thought the 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 toe injury being related to COVID was a joke, but apparently this is like a very real thing. That happens to people that they they get uh, basically gout like symptoms as a result of of uh, the coronavirus. I mean, it it sounds insane, but apparently that is what Aaron Rodgers is dealing with right now as as complications due to his infection with COVID 19. He is dealing with you know basically this foot injury that limited him to 15 reps in practice. Now he looked fine. Uh, had one of his best fantasy games of the season against the Vikings. They did lose there. And uh, I mean, look, I mean, it's it's certainly not great for the Green Bay Packers
3: if he is dealing with this foot injury. No, it's not. And uh, a couple things here. All right, he's not missing the game. It's not happening. He's playing Sunday. He's not going to practice this week or very little, but he's not missing the game. I also kind of feel like he's playing this up just so we stop talking about the COVID, even though it is related to COVID. You know, it all comes back to that. But uh, I would be shocked. Like I said, I I think I think he had that that toe amputated before he misses the game. uh, uh, Sunday against uh, the Rams here. Yeah, it's in Green Bay, too, so he doesn't have to travel. Uh, the adrenal flow, maybe they can give him a shot or whatever they can do there, but he's not going to. I'm not worried about it. I don't have him in any league, so I don't have to worry about that anyway. But if I did, granted, maybe I'd have a backup quarterback to go just in case, depending on how my once again, how my league looks. Uh, there are a lot of backup quarterbacks on the uh, on the wave of wire where i'm fine i can wait until i find out or if there's very few maybe i gotta put one on my roster just to cover myself here but uh, i would be floored floored if rogers doesn't play someday.
2: yeah i i would be floored as well but it is definitely something to pay attention to and keep track of moving forward everyone we're going to go ahead and wrap up hour one of the show here no more thanksgiving day chat we are going to get your fantasy football teams ready for week 12 especially the sunday games see you back in just a few moments
5: sports happens every day and we give you expert insights and information on gaming and more
0: walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends